What is the purpose of government? Why is government in place? Well, if we don't know the purpose of something, how can we know what direction it should go? How can we know what it should be responsible for? Well, that's what we're going to talk about on this episode because God is the creator of government. And God says how government should be done and what the purpose is. So let's get into it right now. This is Cutting Edge Faith, Faith. the show that brings you the truth behind the headlines and equips you to live out your faith in the cultural chaos of today. God is on the move right now through people just like you. You were created for influence and impact. Let's take your faith to the next level. Learn more at RyanSHoward.com. And now, here's your host, Dr. Ryan S. Howard. I can really boil down the purpose of government from the Bible to two very simple concepts. The first is to promote good and encourage good, promote and encourage good, and the second, to punish evil. That is it. Everything that government should do should be to promote good and to punish evil. That's it. So simple. So that's a nice filter that we can use for everything that we think the government should be doing. Or we're wondering if the government should be doing this. Now, what is not the purpose of the government? It is, it is not the purpose of the government to raise children. It is not the purpose of the government to take care of the poor. It is not the purpose to provide health care. <laughs> that one might tickle the ears of some. There's There are different spheres of sovereignty. There's the self, the individual, there's the family, there's the church, and then there's the state or the what we traditionally consider as government. But these are all forms of government. I have self-government. I have family government. I govern my family. I'm the leader of my family. We have church government. So the church, the body of Christ, not the building church, but the body of Christ is a governing body and shepherding the sheep. And then we have the state or government. Now, the purpose of, like I said, the purpose of government is to promote good and and, uh, punish evil. These two things. Now, what we're seeing today is promoting evil and punishing good. It's the opposite. It's literally the anti-truth. It's not only like a little bit not true, it's the exact opposite of what government's purpose is. And we're going to get into a couple of examples, but I mentioned it's not the government's purpose to raise children. Now, we have in some states today, in the United States, government that is getting in between their, the parent and the child, getting in between the parent-child relationship, usurping authority and responsibility from the, the parents. They are taking over this sphere of sovereignty unbiblically, I might add, and unethically, immorally. This is like the the United States was created because we were all created in the image of God. We have unalienable rights, rights. We're going to talk about rights in just a minute, what rights are and how they come from God, and they all deserve equal protection. And that's what the government should be doing. In promoting good and punishing evil, the government should be protecting the rights of its citizens. The government is a servant of the citizens, period. We the people, we the people, we the people elect leaders to represent our interests. 
And what's in our best interest? Well, shocking. It's not always in the best interest of the greedy, self-interested, corrupt government politician or administrator, which is what we see a lot of today in the U.S. But let's back up to the uh, the parents. Now, parents have a biblical duty to raise their children, to dis- to raise disciplined children, to not provoke them to anger, to do all of these things that we have uh, laid out. I mean, there was a pastor that I was just so amazed uh, at how he raised his children. He was a foster parent also, and, and I'm just how he interacted with them. And I said, how did you know that? Where did you get that? And he said, ah, the book of Proverbs. <laughs> I'm like, what? That's incredible. Well, if we listen with ears to hear and eyes to see, God will show us how all of this stuff applies to our, our daily lives. But the many states are getting in between the parent and the child, like I mentioned. Now, what's an example? <laughs> the transgender debate, and this should not be a debate, this is ridiculous, but many children today are claiming to be uh, transgender, the opposite sex of what they are. Even six-year-olds, 12-year-olds, 13-year-olds. And what are what are schools doing? And government, government schools, they're coming in between the child and the parent because what? There are examples of states where the school will help the child deceive their parents. So if a child uh, has some sadness or depression or some other symptom, what they'll go and talk to a counselor and then the counselor starts planting the seed and saying, oh, well, Maybe the kid's the opposite sex. Maybe they're in the wrong body. Maybe, And then the kid starts thinking, what? And, and okay, maybe that's it. And they think there's going to be relief there. And we're going to talk about that on a future episode. But the point is the government is becoming coming in between the parent and the child. And so deceiving the parent, literally helping the child go by a different name at school, different so-called pronouns, and different uh interactions with children and then changing into different clothes at school and then changing in back into the other clothes and when the parents are around using their name now is that absurd or what and we have these drag drag queen story hours where they're actually being invited in these men dressed in these ridiculous looking outfits reading to children and i've seen on stage these people who are uh dancing about naked in front of children. Now, that's not necessarily the government coming in between, but these are things where the government is pushing this agenda. These schools and these administrators and these bought and paid for psychiatrists and all this stuff, the psychiatry, um, pediatric uh, psychology and all this stuff, these boards that, by the way, before they make these statements, they don't they don't survey the people in in the association, but that's just the statement that's made by these leaders in these organizations. So that's one example. Taking care of the poor is another example. We Many people think that it's the government's job to take care of the poor, but the thing is, Jesus told us to take care of the poor. It's our job. You know, Jesus didn't say, give your money to Rome so that Rome can take care of the poor. And then you can just go about your business. <laughs> nope. It's our job. And we have many churches that are doing this in incredible ways. But I think it really undercuts what the church could be doing because the government is doing it, um, is taking this on with this sort of a welfare state to some degree. And these are things that are done horrible, horribly 
uh, they're not done well. I mean, when I ran for office, I talked about how the government uh, needs to get out of the way. The government creates more problems than it solves. It needs to get out of the way. That's the the problem. And here's an example. We have uh, when I was I was doing grant review applications for I was a volunteer and reviewing uh, early childhood education grant grant applications for uh, this organization, this nonprofit. And there was you know, a few hundred thousand dollars that we had to divvy up. And some of them were, were gap funding because uh, somebody wants to get off of welfare, get off of food assistance, get off of rent assistance, all these things. And say they get $500 a month or $700 a month for all these things because they make below a certain amount of money. Now, if they make one more dollar per hour, they no longer qualify for these benefits. So they may make one more dollar per hour, they make another $100 a month, but they lose $700 of these benefits. That's called a welfare cliff. That's pathetic. It's ridiculous. What it should be is a tier, a laddered approach to tier out. Ben Carson talked about this in, uh, when he ran for president that it should help them come out. That should be the entire design, but that's not what it, it was. It's not even designed for that. Back back when this all started, I don't know, was, was it 70 years ago, something like that, uh, or maybe a little longer ago, but what they did was they went around and said, hey, we'd love to have you uh, have this support uh, to raise your children, but can't have it if there's a father in the home. So that's what they literally, door to door. And so all of these women decided not to get married and or to not continue the relationship because they wanted the assistance. And then there's actually incentivize they're actually incentivizing to have more children and in a fatherless home. And that's the opposite. That's like anti like anti-purpose. Like it's not only not fulfilling the purpose, it's the opposite of the purpose. The purpose government should be if they're incentivizing anything, they should be incentivizing the family unit. That's the backbone of society. That's that's proven at every level of society. If you look at uh, you know convicted criminals and crime and drugs and and uh, and all kinds of things, whether it's an adolescent or young men uh, or you know older whatever, it's all it's all shown that the nuclear family, the the mother, the father, child or children, that is the bedrock to society. Now, I want to talk a little bit about rights. The government has to protect our rights. That is absolutely true. That's a part of that promoting good and punishing evil. When we when I say rights, I don't mean special rights. What I when I say rights, I mean like uh the right to life or the right to free speech or the right to bear arms or the right uh to you know some of these you know the different things that are in our constitution and the amendments the bill of rights that we have now one thing to note is that every right has a corresponding duty that others must perform so what's an example well the right to life means that someone else must not take my life must not take your life so if i have a right to life you can't take my life it's as simple as that uh, but if someone says they have a right to health care well, wait a minute. Okay, there's a corresponding duty there. So what's that corresponding duty? That means someone else has a duty to become a doctor and provide that health care or to become a nurse. Someone else has a duty to provide that health care to you. That's absurd. It, and it can't be the government's job. The government's made up of people. So that means they must force someone. At some point, if it's a right, 
Someone has the duty. And where's the free choice in that? So that's an indication. Another indication that something's not a right is a right, all rights, real rights from God can be exercised simultaneously, right? I can ex- exercise my freedom of religion and freedom of speech and freedom of conscience and right to bear arms and all these things. And you can exercise all those rights too at the same time. And if there's a conflict, one of us is violating that right or the duty we have because of that right. Now, if we're talking about capital punishment and those sorts of things, that's different. God, uh, that's a part of punishing evil. That's something that is unique to the government. God has assigned that to government. That's not our job. Self-defense, also another topic. Again, that's someone, if someone attacks another person, they have a right to life. And if someone unjustly attacks them, they're violating their duty. And so if this person defends themselves and then takes the life of that other person, well, that's what that was their right because their duty was violated there in in uh in attacking the other person therefore violating their right to life and then them self defend self defense is the right that that you know they can they can then exercise self defense because their right was violated you see what i'm you see you see the 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 point here so when we think about a baby in the womb there's no right to take that life there's no right. That's there. That means there's a corresponding duty. Somebody would be forced to take the life of that baby. That's absurd. In fact, the fact that science, let's just look at the science. Like everybody always says, science shows that it's unique DNA at the moment of conception. It is a unique individual and has the intrinsic, uh, the same intrinsic value that you and I have sitting here talking and listening to this podcast. And when we talk about a right to bear arms well that's not about hunting it's not even about uh self defense on the street now of course those are related and it and it doesn't exclude those but it's about a tyrannical government it's about when the government if the government steps outside of bounds of what god has ordained them to do and uh anointed appointed approved the government to do well then an armed citizenry is good to have because that is exactly that's how we started the 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 United States of America, the Revolutionary War, and so that's what that's about. And so you can see here the government's purpose very simple: promote good and punish evil. And so anything that you hear somebody saying this is a right, well, think about what's the corresponding duty that everybody else has to perform that qualifies that as a right, that is part of qualifying that as a right. Is this really a right? You know, human rights are under attack today. In China, they're they're trying to redefine this and make it more of a community thing, and it's not an individual thing. And see, that's what socialism is, which leads to Marxism and communism. It's about the community. You know, we can sacrifice the individual for the greater good, you know, for everybody. Well, that's ridiculous. We need to have the individual thriving, and that is what will allow everybody to thrive or to have the best opportunity to thrive. So the next time you hear someone talking about rights and all those sorts of things, you can be equipped now to think for yourself and to think, well, is that really right? No, and here's why. And you can think through that so that we can do government the way God designed it, the way God purposed it. And it's set up 
not arbitrary. It's designed in this way for a purpose, and it brings glory to God. It helps advance his kingdom on earth, represents his interests in every domain of society, every sphere of influence, whether it's media, education, family, the church, entertainment, arts, or in the government. All right. Well, I hope that blessed you. God bless you. Thank you for listening. Go over to RyanSHoward.com to find more episodes, and I hope you'll share this with a friend. Thanks again. God bless. We'll see you in the next episode. If you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to subscribe and you can help spread the word by leaving a five-star review and sharing it with your friends. Visit RyanSHoward.com to learn more about living the intentional, influential, and impactful life you were created for.